Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. And welcome back, folks, to a brand new review episode of the greatest damn podcast you've ever heard in your goddamn life. Words from Blurred. Words. I am your host, JT, and clearly on the other end of the uh, uh, vocal spectrum is my co-host, Adu. Well, Adu, they finally fucking did it. They finally made this movie. It's out. Indeed, they did. And the movie that my co-host is referring to is, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. The final Spider-Man movie in the, uh, I don't know, I guess, Home trilogy. Because it it seems like they they got kind of a theme going with the names. Uh, For the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. For the the MCU Spider-Man. You know, who was also part... Well, mostly owned by Sony, but lend it to Marvel. Um, let's 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 talk about this movie, man. Let's talk oh, about the, the, the beginning, middle, end. It's a whole. This movie, first of all, folks, this movie is is a brisk two and a half hours long. Okay, I don't know about my co-host, but to me, it kind of flew by. There was a lot going on in this movie, oh. and not in a bad way. I wouldn't oh, say it flew by for no 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 no. I wouldn't say it flew by for me. I felt the length, but I didn't mind it because I mean I enjoyed said. what. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm, I'm ending. You I'm felt the, the length. Hold on, but... <laughs> I'm ending the recording. I'm, I'm gonna stop the recording now. You said it. You can said I turn it. your mic? No, I can't turn your mic off from here. No, I'm... this is my recording. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording. No, the, the no. The show's <laughs> over. You can stop listening. Don't just you know the that's length? enough. This the, the show's the over. Length? That's enough. No more words from words. It's canceled forever. This is the last episode that we're ever gonna record. So I'm just so long. Goodbye. Okay, are you ready, Von Trap Child? Can we move on? <clears throat> As I was saying. See, you done threw me off. I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. God damn it. Uh, you said you felt the length. Yes, uh, the length of the film. But, you know, I didn't really mind because I was having a, a good time. Um, it didn't really, like, breeze past for me. But, you know, hey. Okay, and so, see, that's what we're on two different sides here. I felt it just breeze by. You felt it. You felt the length, but you were comfortable with it because, you know, you were entertained thoroughly throughout. Yeah, and honestly, even so, I, I mean, can we can we can we get into spoilers? Because I really don't even see how you can talk Not about this, this early. I think Not we can. So early. How, no. What, what can we talk about? That isn't a spoiler. There's literally so much that has no, there been isn't given away in the oh, trailers and commercials. On, Let's man. just give a vague review bro nobody ain't nobody want to hear to hear us give a spoiler review immediately everyone has everyone in the world has seen it this movie made like a billion dollars 
This this movie has made six hundred million dollars. That's basically a billion. Which, Everyone in the world, has which seen is it. which Come is on, crazy impressive during a pandemic and without a China release. Also, kind that's of crazy concerning. impressive. Yeah, it is. It is. But I mean, like, I don't even know what we would say without spoiling anything, man. Okay, so basically, I think I'll take the charge here for the general review. Fine. This movie is about uh, it's about Peter Parker. Um, basically, uh, Mysterio revealed Peter Parker's identity to the world, sent to J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson, of course, is telling this news and spreading it out there. And of course, Peter's life is flipped upside down. Um, people are starting to think he's he's a terrible vigilante. Some people are on his side, on the side of he killed Mysterio because of clearly Mysterio doctored the footage or one of his cronies doctored the footage before it was released. And um, so Spider-Man's basically uh, a line that J. Jonah Jameson kind of said, which I'm not saying verbatim, but it went like everywhere Spider-Man goes is ruined. And that kind of is true for the people in Spider-Man's life as well. Um, let's just say some people's lives are hugely affected. Some people, you know, so may you can't, or may you not. can't even talk about it without without spoiling it, can you? I, I can. I can. And very I'm vague. I, don't I can definitely, I can be vague. I ah, can be vague. That's what the point of this review is. Okay. Right. Some he, things uh, happen to some people. That's, that's some what you just said. Happen. Let's okay. People and Peter's life are basically their their collateral damage. Their lives are flipped upside down along with his because their connection to Spider Man. Because in my review of Far From Home that we did, as well as my um, uh, uh, my critique of Tom Holland Spider Man, Tom Holland Spider Man was not careful with his identity, and therefore everyone he he, he hangs out with. He brings it along somehow. He exposes them, whether it's Ned, whether it's now MJ, Aunt May, Happy, the people in his life. He's he's done pretty much nothing to keep them safe, to hide their identities. And so when his is revealed, theirs is automatically dragged in with him. And so with their lives going to shit along with his, he seeks the help of Doctor Strange to maybe try and turn the tide and maybe make people forget who Peter Parker really is in terms of his secret identity. Which probably shouldn't have been the first decision he made. I mean, maybe he tried something else first before going to the the wizard guy to try and cast a spell to make everyone kind of forget that he's Spider-Man. I'm just saying, what else maybe he should have tried done? something else. Uh, what he did before, what did Doctor Strange suggest? Maybe call up, uh, they were applying to MIT. They were, you know, call up MIT, be like, hey, I know that on Spider-Man and everything, and yeah, I get why you wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, but that e even school. if that were the case, you know, that's maybe helping, you know, Ned and MJ. But what about Happy? What about Aunt May, who you know is possibly, you know, um, under investigation for child and Peter is still what 16, 17 years old in this movie. He's seventeen years old in this movie. So, I mean, Happy and. Uh, on May are also under fire for aiding and abetting this teenage vigilante and you know putting him in harm's way so everyone 
um, he couldn't have helped everybody. So the only thing he can come up with is to seek out the help of Doctor Strange. And of course, things get strange. Now I'm going to say, I'm kidding. Things get weird. He, Peter clearly is like a fuck up, obviously. Um, he fucks up the spell, which we've seen in the trailers. So that's not really a spoiler. Um, he's trying to add too many layers to it, and he ends up fucking things up. Opening the multiverse and a few villains from past Spider-Man movies oh, come on. Just creep their way through. Just say them. We okay. I, hey, I'm gonna say them because they're in the trailer at this point. We've got Willem Dafoe back as Green Goblin, aka Norman my nigga Willem. That's what I'm talking about. We got Alfred Molina back as Doctor Otto Octavius. Doc Oc, baby, let's go. We we got um, Jamie Fox back as. Electro, aka Max Dillon. Electro. We got Reese Fon back as the lizard, aka Dr. Curtis. Well, sort of back. Kind of. We got, uh, <laughs> I think his name is Thomas Hayden Church back as Sandman. Also, sort of back. I mean, yeah. I mean, their <laughs> villains are Kinda. basically. CGI. I mean, you, 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 you can tell which people, you know, either wanted to come back or had time to come back or so, you know, other people just didn't feel like it. Yeah. And, you know, they probably filmed their cameos or their actual yeah, they, live performances as like, um, what is it? Uh, additional photography, additional uh, filming. I am 90% sure they reused footage from their movies because I before we before I watched um. No Way Home. I re I, I took a week and I rewatched the old movies. I watched like one per day. I'm fairly certain they reused some of the scenes. They look because I'm watching I'm like this. This looks very familiar to me. I'm I'm pretty sure they did. Like especially mm -hmm. near 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 the end, I'm fairly certain they reused some scenes. Well, these actors, I mean, as far as, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. Because again, these actors, it's been like some 20 years for some of the actors. Like Willem Dafoe hasn't been Green Goblin since what, 2007, when I get, when he was the mirror version of himself talking to Harry Osborn from the dead. Yeah, but he showed the up. Fucking. They didn't uh, have Alfred to reuse it. was, yeah. They, they they didn't have to use any scenes for him. De-aged him. Yeah. They, they? aged Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina a little bit. I mean, Willem Dafoe has always had like a bunch of creases in his face, but I could definitely tell where they touched up some touched him up to make him look like he was ripped right out of I guess the ending of Spider-Man Two. Oh, Spider-Man One. Huh, I, I guess. I didn't really when did they pull? I, I wonder at what, I mean, because we know Doc Ock was where he was pulled from, but I wonder what moment in time was uh, Green Goblin. Was Willem, yeah, was Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin pulled from? Was it like right before he impaled himself? Was it during the bridge scene? Was it like the beginning where he was basically revealed himself and was killing all the people at the parade? Who knows? But, like you were saying, my nigga Willem, Willem Dafoe killed it. Oh my god, yo. He, it's like he, he never left the role. 
It really is. And you can tell he really enjoys playing this character, man. And I don't think I realized it until I rewatched the old movies and then watched this movie. I think Green Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is one of my favorite comic book villains of all time. Or comic book I movie think, villains of all time. I think he's probably the most like psychologically manipulative villains next to the joker yeah yeah it, it, it was very much giving me joker yeah it was like like a joker batman thing like that's kind of what he was kind of trying to do in the movie like he was trying to break peter uh in this movie talk you know do all kinds of stuff to him just ruin his life and you know and the green goblin is the green goblin is the is uh marvel's equivalent to the joker anyway even the same fucking color scheme for crying out loud so oh shit you're right i mean so it was crazy. And then, I mean, I know we're talking about um, Willem Dafoe, but Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. Again, wow, like was, he never left. Like they never left. Of course, they obviously de-aged him as well. He's obviously gotten a lot that His more. was slightly more obvious, but you know. Definitely, yeah, slightly more obvious. But again, they look great. They gave great performances. I like some of the callbacks to like their recent lines. Or, I mean, their past lines, like the power Doc of the Ock sun, the, or the sun in the palm, of my, the palm hand. of my hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that the name of your device, or is like, is that just your idea? Yeah, it's of, probably of just a little, a little cute, you know, Easter egg for fans and shit. Oh, definitely an Easter egg. But I'm like, he's like, where's my device? What device? Power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Oh, that device. I didn't help you look for it. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of great nostalgic callbacks to their past movies. Uh, like, it's like it bogs it down at all. I feel like a lot of their nostalgic references, or at least the references to the past movies, um, they only elevate the movie and add to the characters' overall performances as well as the story. Like, when Willem is in the movie and he's recalling everything he had back in, I guess, his universe from Oscorp, his son, uh, he, it, it, it makes him realize all those things are gone. It adds a, a layer, an emotional layer to his performance. I mean, Alfred Molina, um, what were you saying? Go ahead. You no, know, I was, I was agreeing. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And like you were saying earlier, there's so many, there's what, like five villains in this movie, right? Yeah. And and I'm I'm not trying to like shit on any old Spider-Man movies. I'm just just to make a point. Like The Amazing Spider-Man Two had three villains, and did it? it? Yeah, it had Electro, Green Goblin, and am I for, I'm forgetting someone? That was it. Was that it? Was it just that two was villains? It. I mean, the, they they had the 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 weird shadowy hat guy, but he was at the end. Oh, was it just two? Okay, maybe it was just two. okay two villains. But it felt like kind of stuffed, I think. But like, not I, you know, not to just shit on old. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just saying, you know, it felt a little stuffed. That was kind of a negative about that movie. This movie had five, and it felt pretty well balanced. It didn't really feel like it feels stuffed at all. Um, well, it felt like every also, villain served their purpose. You know. That, yeah, but that's also because I think it was mainly Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina. 
Willem Dafoe who got the majority of the spotlight. Oh yeah, I, and I, I I would say more Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe than Jamie Fox. Probably probably um, helped that they were the ones that were actually on set too. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and like, man, they were just. It was just so crazy to be in the theater as 20, 20 something year old me hearkening back to when I was a little kid and seeing them on the, in the theater for the first time, you know, let me tell you the first time that I ever saw Spider-Man, like the very first Spider-Man mm-hmm. was not in theaters. It was in, it was a barbershop bootleg. <laughs> Uh, no, it was funny. a barbershop bootleg, bro. And I tell you, that, totally same. Taken back. Literally the same. Literally the same, dog. Barbershop bootleg. And, and I remember putting the VHS tape into my grandma's VCR, and then the similar feeling to similar Uh-oh. feeling when I saw Spider-Man Two. What? Some detected. It's an energy source detected. Mm. Um, but that feeling when you see these two on screen and then you see them, I mean, back then and then now, it's like you answered my dream. Like, you get that, that we, tingly feeling, you know? Yeah, the tingle, the tingle that no one ever the, calls them, a fucking spider sense. <laughs> them endorphins start, you know, moving. And it's like, I genuinely believe, and yeah, I could be wrong here. But I don't think before this movie was announced, before we started hearing leaks, nobody thought that the concepts and the 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 things that were getting leaked about this movie were ever going to happen in a Spider-Man movie. I believe the leaks, personally. Like, I, I but, really bef- but before it even happened, though, before it even happened, before there were leaks, did you ever think that it would be possible? Not only get Alfred Molina, but Will, but Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, Reese Siphons, and Thomas Hayden Church, all five Spider-Man movie villains. Do you ever think that it would be possible that they would come back in another Spider-Man's movie, in Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie? Do you ever did. think that was possible? Nope. I, I no never, one I never thought it was coming. possible. No one thought it was possible. And I mean... They touched on the multiverse in Far From Home, saying, whoa, Mysterio's from this alternate universe. This is Earth 616 or whatever. And But then he turned out to be just some fake Stark hack or whatever. Some Stark employee. Fucking Stark employees. Um, so it came into question, is the multiverse still a concept or was he just faking it the whole time? Well, this movie brought that concept into reality. They yeah, touched on it jokingly as a lie in Far From Home, and then they brought it to a head here in this movie. It, it seems like this entire phase is um, centering around Mul- the multiverse, you know, with a Loki, um, WandaVision to an extent, uh, What If, of course, you know. It really seems to be, a, a, an, of course, you know, the next Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This really seems to be what they want to focus on for the future of Marvel. And this just might be how they bring the X-Men into the fold. You just do not want to let them mutants go, boy. My God. They got the rights now. It's coming. It's coming, but I don't think it's coming for a while, man. 
I mean, I don't expect it to at least 2024 or 25, to be honest with you. I'm not rushing it. I know is they but they already got their whole phases lined up and everything. So, hey, they they already making a sequel series to the OG cartoon. Yeah, but it's still set in the nineties, which which I was interesting to me. I, I wonder why they went with that decision. But you know, whatever, it's fine. I'm I'm just I'm hey, anything that's new X Men that's also good. I'm for it. Okay, and so back to the review. Yeah. Peter, you know, basically, as we, the audience knows, all these villains somehow, apart from maybe one or two, die by Spider-Man's hand, you know? And so, Pete... I wouldn't necessarily say by Spider-Man's hand. Okay, well, they all die in in combat. Fighting Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that's more accurate, yeah. Okay. And, and, and like I said, maybe a, a, apart from one or two. Um, and so, of course, this doesn't sit right with Peter. Uh, you know, Aunt May is telling him, well, what, what, what do you really think is right here? Do you really think you should just send these guys off as crazy and as messed up and deranged as they are to die? Or is there an alternative? Of course, Peter being the optimist, loving his aunt, loving what she does, who I'm sure she inspired him to do what he did it and become Spider-Man, which is very interesting. We'll touch on that. Um, he tries and, and basically to, to cure them. And I'm not going to spoil it right now, but um, to his chagrin, it, it does not go according to plan. Shit hits the fan. Um, it really shakes Spider-Man or Peter Parker to his core. It shakes his foundation because apart from Tony Stark, there hasn't really been a lot of tragedy in this Spider-Man's life, at least not that I can tell. It seems like he he, he got bit and just became Spider-Man or became the little spider like made out of uh, a hoodie and sweats and shit. And so this this movie is like one of the most emotionally, at least halfway through, one of the most emotionally driven film, Spidey films that we've had in a while. Yeah, it does. It gets very, it gets dark. Um, the first two Spider-Man, MCU Spider-Man movies were fairly, yeah, yeah, they were fairly lighthearted. This one definitely gets darker. It's, uh, it's heavy. Yeah, it gets it gets heavy. It's almost like you know the the like the Harry Potter movies, right? It started out pretty light. Oh, you know, whimsical fun, and then as the movie then fucking Dobby dies, and everybody's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, Dobby darker and darker as it goes on. So, um, which when you think about it, when Dobby died, oh man, no, 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 no. in this oh in this movie, movie, my brother and my girlfriend. Cause I saw it too, like Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, my brother cried like he was bawling his eye. I had to hold him for a second. How old is he? He's just turned ten. He's never wow. cried in a movie a day in his life. Wow, a ten-year-old bawling in the movie. That's wow. I mean, that's that's, pow- that's powerful right there. Yeah, my girlfriend. She's fucking twenty-five. She's a year older than me, and she's crying, tearing up at this at. At the scenes in this movie, that's how you know this movie hits home. It, it, I mean, I guess people have connected to some of these characters and their stories more than I thought because I also got teary-eyed, if I'm being honest with you. I never cried, but I got, like, 
like tear. Oh, you, you too much of a like, thug to cry? Mm, I only cry in animated movies. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm curious. Hey, were they um so like? Was this? Did they watch the other two too? So they've been like following yeah. along. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they've seen it all. Okay. My girlfriend actually has not seen Far From Home though. She saw Homecoming. Uh, okay. Yeah, man. It, it a lot. It's a very emotional movie. It's just it, it really tugs at your heartstrings, man. Um, even even the villains, you know, it, it makes you feel more for the villains. You feel for uh, Willem Dafoe's Goblin. You know, you feel even more for Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Um, Electro, you know what? One question I do want to ask you about Electro. Do you think it redeems Electro? Uh, no. You don't? You still feel the same way that you did before about Electro? Absolutely, because, I mean, he had the chance to to let his power be drained and to be a normal guy and go back to his world and of course like i said plans go sideways and i feel like because at the end of the movie what happens to him i mean was not his choice yeah i feel like no it does not redeem him oh no no i don't mean like redeem him as a character i mean uh, oh you mean redeem him overall oh yeah that's what i mean um hmm. yeah i'd say so I mean, I I honestly feel like it could have gone a different way. Like the the entire like character of Max Dillon. Mm-hmm. I I mean, because I mean he, he's it. he's less Max Dillon and more Jamie Fox being Electro. You know. Yeah, he's more yeah. Because I was like, you got your body back. Bro, you got a six pack. You got wide shoulders and muscles. Was this the body? This this, this nigga. This nigga went from a comb over to a to a nice, a shaped up hairline and a fade and shit. I'm like, where the fuck this come from? And and a whole beard, bro. Like, what the fuck? Jamie Foxx did not. Mustache. Y'all not gonna do me dirty this time. Yo, but listen to this though. What do you think the character of Electro, the way Jamie Foxx played it? Do you think Jamie Foxx being who he is and the charisma he has, don't you think it would have made more sense for him to have been like a lead researcher instead of like this corny nerd ball? And then because he's like this researcher, somewhat like Dr. Connors, but differently, he's like appalled at himself he's one of the most he's like a handsome scientist uh or engineer and because of what happens to him his skin turns blue he's basically deformed he's like gone insane because of that but instead they they made electro in amazing spider-man 2 they made him love himself more and try to get spotlight because of what he looked like Mm. That like does doesn't that seem like it would be like a better character arc for him than what they actually chose going with uh, Max Dillon? I mean, was he really that deformed? I mean, he was just blue. He I mean, still looked he, like Jamie Foxx. I mean, he was blue. His eyes were blue. I mean, he looked like Jamie Foxx, but I mean, in that world, we don't know if he was intended to be completely deformed, and I mean, or what? I mean, he had no hair. He uh, his eyes were black and blue. He literally had to siphon off of energy wires and shit throughout the city. So I, I just think that if they had gone more of like a Fenma of the Opera, like a fate of his 
afraid of his appearance. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. A Notre Dame way. Yeah, instead of like the that, instead of the um oh um, I'm a experiment gone wrong. Yeah, I'm a person who's been like powerless for so long, and now I finally have power, and I'm gonna exploit it type thing that they were going for. Yeah, because even when he's like, um, nobody noticed me. Nah, I, I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm like, bro, your whole mannerisms have like the way you talk. You were super nerdy. Why, if you reverted back to that, would you stay this cool, suave Jamie Foxx? Wouldn't you go back to being you? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's a good point. I mean, again, I, I just, I think Jamie was just honestly, he was like, y'all not going to put me no comb over this time. I'm going to look good for this movie. All right, this is the Marvel movie. Jamie Foxx just not, that, that motherfucker's bald. Everybody, nope, era. He pulls, I don't know what the, where the hell he gets that little, that fade wig that he has. That thing is nice. That, that, that nicely believes. manufactured hair. I, hey, the hairline was good. I can't even, it was a good hairline. Yeah, because that, his hair, straight. that thing used to be high up. His actual hairline, yeah. that thing used to be high up above his head, boy. Mm. Oh, but no, uh, did you think it was actually funny though? Because he he was definitely kind of the the more comic. He was just Jamie Foxx. Okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I definitely think he like I, like you asked earlier. He redeemed himself because he was Jamie Foxx, and I think just because we like Jamie Foxx as a person in society, I think that kind of redeems the character, and I think you know his his overall design works better. Oh yeah, um, even even the little uh, the little electricity on his face that's kind of shaped like the old school electro mask. Yeah, that was dope. I mean, and hey, even in the beginning when he first appeared up, he was technically in his blue form. Oh uh, yeah, 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 he was. But um, yeah, man, I, um, I, I, do I, feel I really like, liked it. I do feel like um, the lizard got probably the least amount of time in this movie. The lizard as the villain, as one of the villains. Yeah. He he and Sandman, but even Sandman, like he was talking more and he was like, I don't trust anybody, and blah blah. Like he his he was motivation very, was kind of weird to me though. His motivation was, um, was to get back to his daughter. Yeah, but it's like I don't know, because he started out sort of good, like you know, off of Spider-Man 3, where he kind of had a face turn, but then he, you know, in here it was like Oh, I don't trust anybody. Oh, I'm I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm gonna beat you up because I don't even get it. I don't know. It was weird to me. And he was definitely uh, punch first, ask questions later, Sandman instead of like the guy he grew to be in Spider Man Three. Yeah, it felt kind of out of nowhere too. Yeah, it felt out of place for the character. Seeing the arc, especially seeing as though, like I said, the arc he went through in Spider Man Three was like. You're just gonna turn on Peter now, like, and he's literally trying to help every single one of you, which ex- what I'm assuming is what he wants to loot to lose the sand powers and go back to being human. It, so is, why, it is. Why are you? So why, why is he do, fighting? Why with do them? everything that he did? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of odd. I don't know, but even though Lizard didn't get too much screen time, he did have. You you remember? I'm not gonna get too detailed about the fight scene, but you that he had that one moment 
You know the one I'm talking about? The one at the apartment? Where he like tossed Spider-Man's ass back into the building? That Yeah, that was a that was really dope. quick. That was funny as shit. <laughs> I, I told you that'd be Quince Consequences. Definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, and bro, we, we're talking about how much of a psychological menace the Green Goblin was. But damn it, if he wasn't like a physical threat too. Because oh. yeah, he he did a couple dodges and punches across the, the room in uh, the very first Spider-Man. But in this one, he's straight knocking that motherfucker through floors, throwing him through walls. He is like uh, blocking all of his attacks. He hit he this nigga with a spine buster, like, man. Face. He hit a spine buster. He sent that nigga through like three floors. Bro. A power like, b- I saw a power is- bomb. Yeah, this is a wrestling fan, so of course you did. <laughs> but- I mean, it's what he did. Yo, Tom Holland, I-, I-, I know we was making jokes about how when Tom Holland's Spider-Man comes across Green Goblin, He's probably gonna get his ass beat. I didn't know he's gonna get his ass beat this bad. Boy, and I think I and I think my gripe with Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man has always been he's like I said he hasn't gone through any tragedy. He's very much a kid in the way he responds and acts to things and even fights and comes up with solutions. I mean, he's like a yeah, kid. Spider-Man's quippy, but he. I get he's a kid, but even as a kid, like Spider-Man is he is he's the most kid-like Spider-Man in comics, in television, because in the he's movies. A kid. I don't I get that he's a kid. I get that he's a kid. I really do. But at a certain point, when does the Spider-Man come in you're 17 in this movie he's seven he's fucking 17 years old you know like, that he's don't been mean spider-man nothing. he 17 he's might as well be 15 well before tony's he's been spider-man well before tony stark even found him he was a little found footage sweatshirt spider-man he's been spider-man for a while so if he's still acting like a kid even in like through all the shit he's gone through with going through space tony stark dying on him which i thought was going to be his uncle ben moment because i because it in this movie they make it seem like uncle ben is not a thing like uncle ben has not has never been a thing because even in the end okay that's spoiler territory um but Mm. they just made it seem like uncle ben has was never an influence on peter and i'm like okay so how do what made you just do this? You did you clearly have never heard this phrase that's so monumental to your your career as Spider-Man. You haven't gone through the tragedy uh that you need to to really be Spider-Man. So I mean clearly this this movie has a lot of those those things and those elements in this film, but it it just took forever. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad with the payoff. The payoff is great. What happens towards the end? Phenomenal movie. Phenomenal mm-hmm. ending. The it's like I. This is probably the best of the three Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Um, maybe even 
the, some some are saying even the best Spider-Man movie. That might be a stretch. Uh, I wouldn't because necessarily Spider-Man call two, it. I wouldn't necessarily call it as well. I mean, first of all, the best Spider-Man movies into the Spider Verse. Let's get that straight first off. So, but but as far as live action movies, uh, I need some time to think about it. But I don't know if it's as much of a stretch as you're saying. I definitely need time to think about it though. But I mean, this movie clearly represents a transition, right? It's a transition from Peter's teenagehood into adulthood because this is senior year. Uh, they're graduating. You know, high school's over. So at the end, I mean, at the end of the movie, he's legally anyway an adult. Well, right? Is he is he still seventeen? In the you know what I mean? It's it's I he's think, transitioning. I, I think by that point, he's either way, he's a legal adult. Yeah. He's not in high school anymore is the point. And so, okay, so our final words on this movie. What do do you feel about this movie? What are your final words for this portion of the review? Um, I loved this movie. I had a blast watching it, man. I definitely highly recommend it. Um, A lot of people are going out to see it. Luckily, uh, I was able to catch a showtime where there weren't too many people. Um, I would definitely recommend being safe out there, you know, you know, masked up and all that. Um, but yeah, man, um, loved it. For me, it's a five out. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, fuck it. Five out of five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five out of five. Okay. I was, I was um, thinking, I was thinking, like, is there anything keeping me from giving it a five? And I'm like, nah, nah, whatever. Fuck it. Five out of five. I'll just do five out of five. Okay. Okay. Um, my final thoughts are, yeah, this movie is, is phenomenal. This movie is is uh, an event film. Uh, like, like even like I said earlier, this movie's made over six hundred million dollars. Six hundred million. That, like I said earlier, is humongous and monumental for a film in December, in the height of the pandemic and the Omicron vi- variant rising. That's that's pretty good numbers. I know Sony is is like like patting themselves on the fucking back with this, but this movie's great. Tom Holland's performance as Spider-Man is finally shifting into you know what I I'm used to Spider-Man being. Like Spider-Man can be interpreted so many different ways, right? We've had Andrew Garfield. We've had Tobey Maguire. Both are Spider-Men in their own way, but they are Spider-Man. And I'm starting to see Tom Holland transition into the manhood of being Spider-Man. And so that was great. The action was 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 pretty good. I wouldn't say it was it's the best in the MCU. Um, that might be between Winter Soldier and Shang-Chi. But I mean, for me anyway. But the action's top tier. Um, the way they brought the villains back and their story and all this makes sense. It's not stupid. It's not like a cash grab or like they didn't put any thought into it. There's definitely thought into it and it adds to the plot overall. And um, it's going to make the Spider-Man universe or the Sony universe full of so many more possibilities moving forward from this film. 
it's even started a movement. They make the Amazing Spider-Man 3 movement. So if this movie can do that, and folks, let me tell you something. My co-host was never really one to like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Well, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to clear some things up. <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily that I didn't like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It was first off, I I didn't particularly care for his portrayal of Peter Parker because I kind of felt like he was a little too cool. But it's not like I thought he was a bad actor or anything like that. I thought he was fine. And I mean, if we're being honest, slightly a better actor than Tobey Maguire. If we're being real, it's just you know. But uh, and I just I didn't care for the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And honestly, Loki, I was I was a little bitter. I was a little I was a little upset because he wasn't getting any to- any more Toby Spider-Man movies. Which yeah, they weren't great necessarily but they were you know it's like they weren't but they were because you grew up on them and you're nostalgic for them and, and they're like corny but in that endearing kind of way you know you just feel good when you watch them but i like i said earlier i re-watched all the old movies and leading up to this one i do have more of an appreciation for andrew garfield's spider-man now uh not amazing spider-man 2 that movie still kind of sucks but the first amazing spider-man it's 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 pretty good it's not it's, it's not too bad right? it's i don't know about charm because it's like oh, i okay. still because like the old the the rainy movies got charm and the holland movies got charm the garfield movies eh, i just i don't really get that and this is probably just a personal thing but like I just don't get that same feeling from watching the garfield movies that i do when i watch the Raimi movies or even the the newer holland movies um, I, I do like Andrew Garfield. Uh, frankly, I think Peter and Gwen in the movies is a better relationship than Peter and Mary Jane in the movies. And quite frankly, watching the old movies, Mary Jane is toxic as fuck. She's terrible. <laughs> she is awful. Oh my God. Just, she playing around with these niggas, man. For one day you with Peter, the next you with Harry, then you with J. Jonah Jr. Then you leave J. Jonah Jr. at the does that you left that nigga at the altar man that's fucked up and you was only dating that nigga because you was trying to get peter jealous and then you agreed to marry him now that mary jane is toxic cancel mary jane that's what i say but i digress uh yeah i i do have more of an appreciation for the amazing spider-man movie the the first one the amazing spider-man i i do like it more than i did before it's really not as bad as I thought it was. You know, sometimes it's good to revisit old movies that you once thought weren't very good. And then you're like, with new eyes, you're like, oh, you know what? This is this is pretty good. This is, yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. So, you know, I, I do like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man a lot more now. Uh, he's always been my favorite Spider-Man. Um, like, I, I, I agree with you. I think Toby embodies a better, nerdier Peter Parker. He's a little, he's a little, he's a, a little, a little, a little too. I'm, I'm, I'm. A lot of times, I'm like, come on, nigga, stand up for yourself. You're Spider Man. Like, you ain't, you don't have to be a doormat anymore. You got superpowers. Like, you, yeah. you, you letting niggas hit you upside the head with their backpacks and shit. You're not saying nothing. Like, come on, man. But, um. But I I think Andrew Garfield has embodied the best um, Spider-Man, period, even still. You know, from his quippy one-liners to his 
his ability to show that he's good with science. Um, I just think he's he's and and what he's done, what he's done with webs. I think he's a great Spider-Man. I, I I mean, I doubt we'll get us uh the amazing Spider-Man three, but I would love it if we got like more cameos from Andrew Garfield in like later films. Um, maybe in like a Sinister Six movie or I don't know, maybe a live action Spider-Verse movie. Did which I mean technically I guess you could say this is the catalyst for a live action Spider-Verse movie. Wait, did you just but spoil I like to see something? him? What? Did you just spoil something? Um because okay. i don't think we um, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say folks this is a five <laughs> out of five okay you was talking all that shit you was talking cash shit talking about oh let me let me just take charge since this nigga just can't talk about this movie without I'm gonna need getting that detail you just spoiled out. something nigga. i'm gonna need that all right go I'm ahead i'm gonna need that bleeped out i'm gonna need that bleeped out uh um, wow okay like i said uh, my verdict wow. five out of five. Go see it. Wow, there are surprises in there. Um, well, since since you started, the, do you um, want to just go all? I mean, this is. I mean, we already gave our ratings five out of five for both of us. You want to just get into five spoilers? Out of five. Great movie. Go see it. Um, we're gonna get into spoilers now. Okay, Jesus we're Christ. gonna give you five seconds. Five seconds to kind of walk away. Hopefully, you didn't hear what I just said. Oh, Please, that is I hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait. This nigga talking about Andrew Garfield showing up in future movies. And this Shut is up! a live action Spider Verse. I'm like, did oh my just God. spoil something? <laughs> like, wait a I minute. Okay, okay. If you haven't gone away, tough shit. We're going into spoilers. Okay, Andrew Garfield in this movie. I just spoiled that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> oh, McGuire, that's funny. Toby that is McGuire, hilarious. Tobey Maguire's in this movie. I just, I, I, I just spoiled that as well. Yeah. Um, Ned, uh, 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 which is crazy, all of a sudden, Ned has magic running in his in his veins and so, his blood now. Wait, can is is that I can or can anyone just do that? It has to be someone who's like adept with magic. In the, is that how magic works in Marvel? I guess because Stephen Strange was wasn't magical before he went searching. But it's not like Ned was doing Carmen spells. Hodge. It's not like Ned was doing spells. He was just doing the sling ring shit. You you gotta be magic to do to use the sling ring. I don't know. That's that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, Stephen Strange. It took Stephen Strange, fucking almost dying of hypothermia on a mountain before he could do it. Oh and shit! That's a good Ned ass point. Does it on a whim? Like I wish I could see Peter. Wait, Ned, do that again. Like what? Nick just now he has the ability to open portals with Stevens with Doctor Strange's sling ring. I mean, okay. Well, you may be wondering how did he get the sling ring? Well, the Spider-Man, like I said in the non-spoiler review before it started to turn very spoilery. Um, uh, you mean you? Spider-Man. Because you started it, not me. I didn't yeah. spoil anything. Yep. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man was made aware that all the villains that were there from the multiverse, they die at some point, either fighting Spider-Man because Spider-Man or what have you. 
And so when he finds this out, he wants to rehabilitate them. Doctor Strange is like, "Bruh, this is what they was supposed to happen to them. It's their fate. Let them die, because the lives that we saved from them dying is better than them living on." And Peter Parker's like, well, "I gotta try. They their lives are worth saving." You know, because that's what May is telling him. And so he does that. And of course, Steven's like, um, I'm shutting this spell down so that they can go back. And that's just going to be it. Spider-Man steals the little spell box, tries to run. Motherfucker ends up in the mirror dimension, which, my God, my favorite effects in the MCU are Doctor Strange effects. Like the way that that shit is geometric. And the way they they fold it in on people, and they, it's really crazy the effects and how they do that. Um, and they brain in this movie, and I'm like, oh, please give me more Doctor Strange. Like I've seen the bare minimum of what he can do. I want to see so much more, and I hope Sam Raimi delivers. So it sounded I, like you uh, you like Doctor Strange in this movie. Yeah, well, I like his his abilities. I mean, I do think he's kind of quick to like, yeah, these guys can just go ahead and die, which well, you know. I think I think it shows that a uh, different mindset and philosophy because not every hero is going to agree with each other, right? Even before Doctor Strange became a wizard, he was he was he was a pragmatist, you know. He was just you know, it is what it is. He's a he's a realist. He's real straight to the point, you know. Look, these guys ain't shit. And I mean, to be fair, they were supervillains. I mean, they killed a lot of people. It's not like Doctor Strange was out of pocket for feeling that way. It's just that Spider-Man is so much of an optimist that, of, and this has been consistent throughout all the movies. I mean, even in the first movie, he he uh, saved um, uh, Vulture from exploding, right? I mean, this has been a constant thing with the Spider-Man. So of course he's going to be like, well, I think I can re- rehabilitate them. And so I, I, I don't think it's nece- necessarily like, oh, Doctor Strange is just a piece of shit for saying that. I mean, it's just his personality, you know. Okay, and I, and I, I guess yeah, I hear you because yeah, you're right. Some different heroes have different philosophies and how they deal with certain villains or how they deal with their villains. So it makes sense. Spider Man probably has the higher morals in terms of life or death um and i don't think dr octopus has ever really killed anybody oh never mind the whole the whole fucking surgical team yeah yeah i mean but that wasn't him those were the octopus octopus i'm fairly certain in some cars that he was throwing around hit some people And he was about to drop uh, Aunt May. I mean, well, he did drop Aunt May. Spider Man just happened to catch her. Well, he knew she was going to do. He knew that. Oh, he, was he didn't catch know her. that. Yeah, he did. Come on, don't give me that. And he also may have killed people when he threw that car in the coffee shop. Who's to say? Um, also, he was also risking basically all of New York to make a mini son. I mean, he didn't really care about the lives of New Yorkers. Hmm. Well, um, yeah, then that is basically the whole like conflict in this story. Like, can I can I save them from themselves? Because clearly they all are are they're all 
products of like experiments gone wrong. If you think about it, Willem Dafoe was trying to make like a perfect super soldier serum, but fucking drove him crazy. Um, Dr. Octopus was trying to create a renewable energy source, but of course it fried the, um, the chip on the back of his neck that helped him control his arms instead of the other way around. Um, who? Uh, Dr. Kurt Connors. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Sandman fell into the super collider. Collider fell into the super collider and merged his DNA with that of sand. Kurt Connors, lizard experiment to grow his arm back, fuck his whole genetics up. And poor Max Dillon fell into some electric eels. I did like that little joke uh, that they had between each other. You know, we gotta be careful about where you fall. That was, that was pretty funny. I thought so. Yeah. You know what I thought was funny? When Jamie Foxx <laughs> at the end, Jamie Foxx is he's like, "Oh, my old friend Spider Man." He was like, "Man, I don't give a shit. You ain't even the shit no more." <laughs> Andrew Garfield was like, "Oh man, I know I'm not Spider Man no more. Don't do me like that, bro." You know, like, uh, oh. or when he was like, "Hey, I mean, you know, you from Queens." You run around that outfit, you help a lot of poor people. Honestly, I always assumed black. you was black. <laughs> and, then, and then Andrew Garvey was like, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm going to be a black fireman somewhere. You know, there's, there's, yeah, a little cute Miles Morales reference, which I really, really <gasps> feel like we're going to get a Miles Bro. Morales one of these days. Because I mean, you hey, know what I just thought about? What? Just now, the thought in my head. Remember how I was just saying that I want more Andrew Garfield cameos? Yes. What if Andrew Garfield Spider-Man dies, Miles Morales takes over his universe? Hmm. He did say I I got to the point where I stopped pulling my punches. Maybe at some point during a big fight, he's like he pulls a punch and it kills him or not kills him, but it ends up getting him killed. Mm-hmm. And it's like he sees Miles. He's like, you got to get out of here, kid. Go, go. Something like that. And Oscorp, obviously, because Oscorp was the center of hell. Um, but that could be. That could be. That. I feel like that could be something. Because clearly and- Andrew's in his, like, almost late 30s now. So, I mean, he could do, like, the first 20, 30 minutes of a Spider-Man movie and then pass it on to Miles Morales. Boom. Live action into the Spider-Verse movie. But it's called Miles Morales. You're cooking grease now, boys. You are cooking I'm telling grease. You, you know what? I wouldn't mind I'm, that. It's popping. Um, question for you. Yeah. Who do you think between Toby and Andrew? I think I posted this on our Twitter or my, maybe my Twitter. Who do you think exhibits more Peter B. Parker energy from Into the Spider-Verse? Toby or Andrew? As uh, their as their current versions of Spider-Man. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I want to say Toby because the interesting thing is, is so weird because like, you know, I, I, I watched all the, the Toby movies again and it's like Toby Maguire, I don't want to just shit on dude, but he, I don't think acting wise, he was very good. I still, I still like his Spider-Man. I mean, it's what I grew, grew up on. So, you know, I'm nostalgic for it. But, you know, the interesting thing about Tobey Maguire in this movie, he exuded this, like, almost 
sage like energy you know what i mean like he felt like uh he 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 felt like um like this this mentor you know older wiser spider-man type person like he came on screen and was like oh oh shit it's it's the one it's the spider-man you know it was like a hush fell over the crowd it's like that's him you know what i'm you know what i mean right yeah absolutely he he had this kind of it was like well, my big brother's back in town. I haven't seen him in a year. Like, like an aura. You know, he had an yeah. aura about him. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you. And it was like when Andrew came on, it was electric, right? Yeah. But when Toby came on, it was thunder, nigga. It's like, <laughs> it was. It's like, this, niggas was like, that's Spider Man. That's the real Spider Man right there. And I was like, I was like, God damn that man is old as shit toby ain't no boy no more let's not be mean come on i mean i know he's 46 yeah i and i know he's like 40 46 but i'm like good god almighty they didn't even do nothing to try and like de-age you at all like your hairline is a lot further back you got more that nigga was not balding he had a full head of hair come on he had a full head i didn't say he was bald I just said his hairline had gone up a bit. That doesn't mean he's bald. This I mean, man, I, he got even, wrinkles. even even in the old movies, this man was like 30 talking about he in high school. So but but hey, you know this man looks old and had less hair because bro, this man's ears reminded me of Will Smith's ears the whole I was like, <laughs> damn, Toby. You got you pick up uh, XM radio on them things. Oh my god! Well, now you're just insulting the man's appearance. That appearance. man has that's, some come big on. ass ears. Come on, man! Now that's not even necessary. I was like, "Am I watching Sam Raimi's Dumbo right now, or what?" Just that. Now that that, that, that uncalled for, mean, shame on you. Truthful. You can't tell me that man's ears were not sticking out like he was ready to fly. Without the webs, you just—I don't—you just picking on him. That's what this is. You just picking. I'm on not. Him. I'm just speaking my piece, bro. The man. Anyway, I mean, he is my first Spider-Man, so of course I'm gonna show my boy love, love to Toby. I appreciate all he did from 2002 to 2007. Five years, Spider-Man. I mean, even though he started filming in 2000 and. I think 2000, the year 2000. Other than that, he's, he was Spider-Man for seven years. Toby was Spider-Man for like three and a half, four years. But, I mean, Andrew was, but that's okay. And then we have Tom. He's been Spider-Man since 2016. And um, here we are. Culmination movie. Boy. Wow. So we got fucking... Willem Dafoe as the main antagonist, the cra- the goblin who's who's hiding, lurking in the shadows of uh, of Norman's mind, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna let them think they're gonna kill me." When in fact, I'm gonna get close to Spider Man, shake his world upside down. They killed me. They I really killed I just Aunt May in you know, this movie. You know when it happened. First off, this is going to sound terrible. 
But that hit was hilarious. I'm sorry. It was, when she got yoked by the by the glider and she went, Don't, I think her body made an L for a second. I'm like, God damn, shit. Bro. And, and I was like, that, oh my God, is she dead? That whole time, like when they were setting that, that scene up, when you could see the glider and everything in the before it went through the door, I was like, bro, he's going to do what he tried to do to Toby in the first Spider-Man. And although it wasn't like showing her being impaled, clearly she was stabbed on the side at some point. Clearly one of the blades on that glider pierced her side and made her bleed to death. Just, oh and man, I'm man. Like, Green Goblin was a menace in this movie, boy. Just he laughing He fucking too. terrorized Peter. He terrorized him, threw him through walls, threw him through floors, destroyed his, his life, killed his aunt May. Fine ass Marissa Tomei, you gonna mm. kill her? Fine ass Marissa Tomei too. Jesus. Jesus. Oh my God. They uh I was I, like, I nah, really do, but you know, I, I thought she was gonna live. I really did. I was like, no, nah, they ain't just killing Aunt May. Ain't no way. Cause you know, she was thought... she was walking and she was, you know, okay, but then she was like kind of talking off, and I'm like, eh, and then I started like, getting yeah, uneasy. Yeah, yeah, I just knocked him, they knocked on my ass. Let's get you okay. And then she was still like concerned about Peter while she was dying. She was like, Are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, Oh my god, the heartstrings, the heartstrings. They pulled on them fucking heartstrings. So I'm this, assuming and, and by this, the way, was, folks, this was the this was the scene that your peoples was crying at. Oh, this was definitely the scene that they, they were crying at. That I got teary eyed myself. I was like, wow, they did that. I've been waiting for them to do that because I'm like, it only makes sense for them to at some point kill a version of Aunt May, whether it was in Toby's movies, Andrew's movies, or to, uh, Tom's movies. And I guess it turned out to be Tom. And now that motherfucker, well, okay, so once he killed Aunt Green Goblin, killed Aunt May, of course, Spider Man was on his revenge, revenge shit. And he was sulking and sad and all that. That's when Ned opens the portals to Peter 2 and Peter 3, thinking it was going to be his Spider-Man. And I think the little banter between Zendaya and Andrew trying to prove he's like the real Spider-Man or Peter Parker, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um. I, again, another relationship that's better than Peter and Mary Jane. Who is uh, just oh my god? Have you rewatched this the Raimi movies lately? No, but I know she is, awful. is a toxic. She's a toxic asshole. Oh I my know god! I did not realize how awful she was, man. Just oof, the worst. But yeah, man. Um, Zendaya, and I mean, it probably helps that they're dating in real life. But uh, Peter and MJ definitely have chemistry. You want to see them make it, which makes this movie so much more tragic. Because um, I don't. Do you want to like really get into like the climax and uh, just like the ending, ending of like how the movie ends? Yeah. So you know they save the day. They beat the villains. Um, you know they basically take their powers away. That because you know the three Peters in a really dope scene where like they're all showing their smarts. They like make things to like. Uh, you know, take away the 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 bad guy's powers, which low key made me want to see a similar scene happen with like uh, CW Flash and uh, Movie Flash, and I don't know the third Flash. I don't know where they would get another Flash from. 
but you know it just made me because you know they're scientists too so i just i just thought of that that'd be cool to see but i digress uh so yeah you know they save the day they beat the villains everything's cool but then like the the multiverse is like opening up and there's like rips in the sky and everything and it's like oh no everyone that knows peter parker spider-man is coming through those rips and he's like what can we do and doc and, Sp- and peter's like wait what if we made it so that everyone forgot who peter parker was and that's what they do that's how they solve it basically dr strange casts a spell that makes it that literally every single person forgets peter parker even existed so as far as anyone's concerned peter parker's a total nobody my question is but does that apply to the other peter parkers you know what maybe maybe that's you know because like huh that's a good question i think the spell was really only for the mcu I don't think they really meant for it to like st- spread to other dimensions, really, because the whole the whole thing was really centered on Tom Holland's Peter Parker, right? So I think I I don't know. It's that's a good question though. And also, I have a question too. Uh, why didn't he just have the spell be? Why don't we just have everyone forget that I'm Spider Man this time? You know, like we were originally going to do. Why did it have to be? everyone forgets that Peter Parker even exists. Like, functionally, I know why, or at least I have a theory of why they did that. But like, in the actual, sto- in the actual story, why did they do that? Who's to say? You know what my theory is? What? I think my theory is they wrote it that way so that Marvel, the, the MCU... Like, in case deals with Tom Holland or Sony ever fell through, they have an excuse to be like, oh, Peter Parker mm. never existed. You know, just in, you know, just in case. I mean, I know they got a cartoon in the wings for Disney+, Plus, but I feel like they did that just in case some shit falls through, because, you know, that, that deal with Sony, you know, is always teetering. Yeah, I believe there's definitely some credence to your theory. I mean, Marvel did have a, a bit of a struggle there keep that deal with sony and if it weren't for tom stepping in and doing what he did and getting kevin feige uh um, head of sony the head of disney amy pascal who i guess is like the head spider-man producer at this point if it wasn't for tom holland who fresh off of his billion dollar spider-man movie which is like was the very first time spider-man had garnered a billion dollars I mean, give or take inflation from Spider other Spider-Man movies in the past. Um, I think there's definitely like some credence to support that. Like, yeah, there, there definitely might be just a backdoor into saying, hey, in case shit doesn't go the way we wanted to, who was Spider-Man anyway? You guys, I mean, in our world, we don't even know who that there was one. So I think, yeah, there's definitely something there for sure. Yeah. But you know, <clears throat> uh, either way, I feel like this was this doing this move does kind of solve a lot of issues that people have had with some of the Spider-Man movies. Solve like, a lot of mine. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because like even in the movie itself, there was like a few little references. Like I saw someone holding up a, an Iron Man Junior sign or whatever. Right, that's something that some people have called Spider-Man because they feel like he relies too much on technology, like the technology that Tony Stark has given him and other heroes helping him and stuff like that. They want, they really want a Spider-Man to like stands on his own. And seeing as how Tom Holland has apparently signed a deal to like make at least three more movies, I think in the next trilogy, we're really going to get... Actually, he's going- signed a deal to only make one more. Is it one more? Yeah, one more MCU I it was movie. A trilogy. Okay, well, I stand corrected. Um, They're still working on the details on the next trilogy. That's why. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we're getting a Spider-Man in the next movie that we know that's coming. Uh, that's more bare bones and back to basics. You know, a real friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for real. You know. Um, so yeah, because this new Spider, because Tom which, at the end of this movie. Has created his own suit. Yes, yes. Bright as hell, though. Kind of shiny. That I don't know what sewed. material it is. He's he sewed it. He sewed it. Yeah. Sewed it. Sewed it. He sewed it. Which is he interesting. So, like, did he? Does he? Did he? I mean, why doesn't he have the other suits anymore? Does he just not want to use them? Or? Maybe he used that material to make his new suits. I don't. I don't know. Because can he just keep using? I mean, did they disappear? I don't. Why would they disappear? Didn't he? It looks like um, Andrew and Toby's Spider-Man suits kind of inspired his new look, apart from the eyes, uh, and at least in terms of the spider symbol and the spider belt being connected yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. No yeah. more black lines. Or, uh, or uh, uh, one thing that always bugged me about the MCU suits: the kind of computer-esque looking spider. Yeah, the, which always like kind of bugged me. Yeah, like just yeah, just I have did, a beard, normal spider. Like you yeah, know just have it round or whatever but that little hexagonal shit i just i agree with you i didn't like it because it, it just too screams geometrical. it screams tony stark you know yeah absolutely and this spider-man needs to be his own and i think moving forward he will be yeah so i'm very excited for the next for the future of spider-man there's a whole bunch of spider-man happening uh just hey it's a good time to be a fan so uh I think Morbius. If you don't stop mentioning that fucking movie, no. Why? Yeah, Why you it. gotta bring what? See, we was having a good time, man. We was talking about a good movie. <laughs> we was talking about a movie we was having fun with, and you gotta bring up some fucking Mobius shit. Why? Mobius. Don't know. Don't, you don't, know. Don't, don't want to talk about. I don't care what it's called. It's it's called some bullshit. That's what it's called. I don't care what it's called. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Got goddamn Tyrese up here being a cop. Fucking fighting vampires. Get this out of my face, man. Just end the show. Where, 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 where can they find us? Put the social medias and stuff. Twitter, Instagram. That's where you can find us. That words from blurs, all that good stuff. Uh, Twitch, streams from blurs. Streams all of that blurs. is spelled how it sounds. You can follow us on our personal Apple podcast, social medias. Yeah, all that stuff where you listen to podcasts. Find us on our. See, you done pissed me off talking about Morbius, goddamn. Find our social medias in the description. Get, get, just let get get the do We're that outro. Make me watch no damn Morbius. Okay, folks. Morbius is. Go- I'm just telling that you right now. Review- it's gonna be my number one worst movie of 2022. I promise you that. <laughs> Not with that attitude. Well, no, absolutely with that attitude. You're already a hater. You don't even know what's coming. I don't care. I I, I know. I, just, I don't give a. I don't care. Fucking Morbius. Whatever. Bye. Okay, folks. That was the show. 
This is Words from Blurs. Review of Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh. Let us know what you think. Oh wait, 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 wait. There is one actual, one last thing. Uh. Jeez, nuts. Again, something that tells me there's gonna be more than one, one more movie. Venom shows oh. up for like two seconds. Thankfully, wasn't even in the movie really. But before he gets teleported back to his shitty movie where he belongs, he leaves behind a little bit of symbiote. I'm like, but how is that possible? The, the, there wouldn't everything I, from enough an let it universe go. Just let disappear? it go. Whatever gets us a good Venom in the MCU, I'm for it. Just let it go. Promise he's going to be better than movies, so I'm excited about that. All right, drop for real. Drop for real. Peace. Black Lives Matter always always real.